We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm c pretch joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher what is going on guys dusty uh how's how's your movie tonight it's good, man. Yeah, so I switched it up last minute. Uh, decided to go with with pieces. The uh, I think late seventies, early eighties uh, classic. That is just a total nightmare mess, uh, but so much fun. I don't want to count how many times I've seen it. It's amazing. Bluto from the movie Popeye is is staring around oddly with a chainsaw. So it's uh having a grand old time over here, Steve. Oof, that's uh. And Sarah, I don't know how you follow that up, but how are you down doing down in Florida? I'm good. Just hanging out. I wish there were more football news to talk about, but we're we're gonna make the most of it. And Dusty, I'm glad that you seem to be feeling better this week. I know you were still down a little bit last week, so great to hear that you seem to have beat COVID and are on the other side. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, feeling good. Entire family's kind of back to normal and everything, so we're doing good. Enjoying enjoying summer, enjoying ninety nine degree days. Yay! So ninety nine there. How was it? What was the high in Florida? It was like. 90 something but on saturday the heat index was 110 so that was really fun yeah we hit 97 today up here in milwaukee so it was uh, was a roasty toasty today but guys we we've got nothing here (laughs) (laughs) like legitimately nothing to talk about no breaking news no anything this is how bad it was like we all know and love the pod father andy herman he tweeted one time today when is the last time that Andy Herman freaking tweeted one time in a day? Like, I don't think I've ever known that to happen. Normally it's like 15, 20 and they're all, and most of the time it's good stuff. It's not as horrible food takes. It's just Packers related. <laughs> and this time just crickets, man, crickets. So there's legitimately nothing going on. The only thing that we have that's not even Packer related is Gronk ret- uh, announcing his retirement. So do you guys have a favorite Gronk memory like what are your thoughts on him I guess let's well Dusty we'll start over with you as far as like like a piece on the field man I love that dude like just what he did like uh, I mean to me 
one of the all-time great tight ends I've ever seen as far as what he could do both in the blocking game and passing game and kind of how they built that offense kind of around him. It was still shocking to me. I think, you know, they that Super Bowl that won against the Rams, he looked like he was 80 years old. Like, well, Gronk turned like 30 earlier this year. Like, no, he did not. Gronk's been in the league 20 <laughs> years at this point. So, I mean, he's been – I, I I don't even want to say too much because I do feel like this has been his this is a second retirement. He's already come out once. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back again. Like if Brady's just like if halfway halfway through the year, hey man, we could use you if he comes out again. Like it wouldn't shock me a bit. But I mean, as far as just a dude on the field, like I, I have his persona off the field, I feel like half of that is just him playing into a certain caricature of himself. But on the field, I don't know I've seen anyone as dominant as he was in the run game and what that opened up in the passing game. So as far as from a schematic standpoint, I'm going to miss watching him. He was uh, did, did a lot of really, really fun stuff on the field. Yeah, he's obviously a super – I think when you think of football guy, he, he's one of the first people that comes to mind just because it was so effortless for him and all the shenanigans that came with it, right? I know there were plenty of times where they would talk about plays and how – Brady's so meticulous and we'll go back and watch all this film and Gronk's just like, yeah, I never watched film. I never did any of that. I just kind of showed up and I did what Brady told me to do. And it, it would just always make me laugh. He's definitely a character. I'm sure he he's already signed a TV gig somewhere and he'll he'll do great with that because he's very entertaining. Like you said, Dusty, he definitely has a character and he, he plays that character up. So, you know, hell of a career for him. And who knows? Like, it, it might not be over. The door may never be closed completely. Yeah, I think actually Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, already made a comment about how he, like Dusty said, he wouldn't be surprised if Brady gave him a call in the middle of the season that he unretired. It's like, dude, he literally just retired, and you're already talking about how you plan on, you think he's already planning his like second comeback. So. I think the biggest thing that I will miss out of him is like, I always loved his spike. Like after his touchdowns, like that was uh, the Gronk spike was always just, I mean, he just tried to throw it to the middle of the earth and you know, it wouldn't have shocked me if sometimes he dented the ground by doing that with the, uh, the level that, that he, that he chucked it down. So unless anybody has anything else, like we're kind of out of content already, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, I take this back. We all, uh, I know Dusty for sure. Everybody's got brothers and sisters on this podcast. Did you guys see Sam, uh, you know, at Samich, uh, her tweet today about, uh, Lord, yeah. about violence between brothers and sisters and family members. Did you guys see all that today? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said something about it. Like everyone should be arrested for attempted murder in that thread. There were some truly, uh, some truly wild stuff in that thread. All right. So did now I contributed my own. Did you guys have anything to contribute? Like, were there any like violent fights or anything that ended with somebody in the hospital between your families? So I had, it's me, there's five kids in my family and it's me and there's, there's three other boys and then one sister. And so I've got some stories for sure. Nothing that escalated to even like the first one of that thread. I'd say the closest we got and we'll keep it from a football perspective. And my youngest brother who was quite a bit younger than me, he specifically requested this. He used to make us, uh, he used to have us go through a drill where it was me, another brother, and then him. And he was quite a bit younger. One of, I would throw a ball to him and lead him essentially to the middle of the field. And as soon as he caught it, uh, my other brother would just light him up, just hit him as hard as humanly possible to try to separate him from the ball. Um, but again, he requested that uh, and, and no one was ever seriously hurt, but like that, 
that's about as crazy as we got. I was looking at that. I was like, well, we did some wild stuff. And I looked at that thread and like, oh, we, we never did anything close to like, <laughs> I don't know. I think Tyler Herrick had something about how they would like puncture aerosol cans and throw them into a room to smoke them out. Well, like we, I never came up. close to that. Never came close to that. So, yeah, I've just seen this thread for the first time and my brother and I definitely fought and we would hit each other and, but not, not to this degree. I, the worst, so it, well, I used to have really long nails when I was a kid. So if he did anything that pissed me off or if he pushed me or something, we're two years apart. So when we were younger, our age gap really wasn't that large. I would just grab his arm and scratch him with my nails. And that was the worst thing that I would do. The one story that does stick out to me was a, I was like, their crash test dummy and so we had a staircase and in order to slide down the butt uh, the staircase on your butt faster they put me a like five-year-old in a sleeping bag so i would go even sure. faster and at the bottom of the staircase was a square pegged banister that i proceeded to crack my head into Apparently, I was doing pretty good. Wasn't I mean, it's probably just in shock, actually, now that I think about it. And then my middle brother came up to me and like took his took his hands and like tried to, you know, jokingly pull my head apart. And then he told me that he could see my brains. And that that's when I that's when I lost my my shit and yelled and screamed for mom and then ended up having to go to the hospital. And uh, yeah, so that was a that was a really good one. Good times, brotherly brotherly love. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll uh, let's just jump into some questions, guys. I think we're going to keep this one a shorter episode. I know we always say that, and it never is, but I think this might actually be the first time. So let's uh, let's run through these ones. We've got Brian Harstead. Um, what advice would you give Packer Nation on how to handle our paranoia with all things Packer related? Food question: What's your favorite summer salad slash uh, dish? Sarah, start with you. Yeah, so in the words of Aaron Rodgers, just relax. We talk about this time and time again. I feel like the three of us never really buy into the hype too much when people are freaking out over things, especially in the offseason and the paranoia. Uh, Even last season with the Aaron Rodgers saga, I think after a bit, once we had a a chance to process the information and look at, you know, what what was out there and just reading into it, the three of us were all pretty much like Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. Like once we got to this point in the summer – we're all pretty set in that, and we're usually like that. And I think that's partly why this podcast works is because we kind of have the same mentality on things, and we don't we don't buy into the hype too much. So that would be my advice: is just to take a step back and evaluate whatever it is that you're being nervous about. And then, favorite summer salad or dish? It's kind of a cheat answer, but pasta salad just. Even the generic one that you can buy, like the Simply Delight or whatever it is in the box where it comes with the noodles and it already has a seasoning packet and you basically just have to mix it with olive oil and then you can add, you know, whatever cheese, pepperoni, carrots, cucumbers, whatever you'd like to add to it. Um, but I love pasta salad, especially in the summer. You know, you're at the pool or you're doing a barbecue. I feel like pasta salad hits different then. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I'm actually going to steal an answer that Sarah has given a lot here, which is just it's June, man. And you can <laughs> apply that to a lot of different things. I mean, in season, obviously, it's different. But I know we've talked about this before. I I, I used to get um, bent out of shape. You know, I still do during games, but like, you know, off season and between games and all of that. And I, I think it's a combination of 
getting older and having different priorities. You know, I, I work more for my job now. I have to, I'm more invested in that. So that t- takes up obviously, you know, wife and two kids uh, that that takes up a lot as well. You just kind of see that your priorities shift a little, at least for me. Uh, and so it's kind of a, I don't know, do I feel like getting bent out of shape about this? And as I kind of go, and part of that, I think is, you know, I've been, I've been writing for a while as well. And so I've kind of disassociated myself from some feelings, even specifically of, of games, even playoff games by like the day after. And so I just, I've, I feel like I've disconnected somewhat that part of my brain, whether willingly or unwillingly. That's just, I mean, this time of year, listen, right now there's nothing going on, but even when there is, it's kind of a, I, Listen, and, and part of this is I will admit being part of you know cheering for a team like the Packers, where you can kind of trust that front office and trust them to do the right thing, and they they have shown time and time again that they at least have a plan, the plan that you can trust relatively. So I'll say, I mean, I don't know, I'm not going to get bent out of shape out of this. It's not really going to impact my life a whole lot, and they seem like they know what they're doing. So I'm just going to kind of let this play out. Like to Sarah's point, the Aaron Rodgers stuff last summer that was kind of a Will he come back? Won't he? And I got to a point where I was like, I think he is. But even if he doesn't, like, I'm not worrying about this. Uh, there's no sense worrying about something that uh, that you can't control anyway. <laughs> and that will come to a head with or without however you end up coming down on it. So I think that's it for me. It's just it's it's different priorities. And then just I'm not not going to stress out about this because they've they, they've shown a pretty good track record. And, and I can stress or not stress. And the outcome is not going to be changed at all. So uh, what's the point? Um Favorite summer salad or dish? So I'm sticking to salad. I'm gonna. I'm, I feel like this is also a cheat. I'm gonna go fruit salad because if you want to sit outside on a nice summer day with a nice fruit salad, uh, I I will absolutely do that and love it. I'm gonna pick the melon out and and give those to someone who likes trash food. But for the most part, you know everything in there, I'm I'll get down with. Uh, and as just regular food, man, there's nothing like a still nothing like a burger off the grill in summer, man. Just right off the grill. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen Whoa, that was that from a child show it's from the wiggles come on before. i thought what? sarah I thought she was that like cocoa melon or something <laughs> as you saw as a kid or no the wiggles yeah no i i worked at a bookstore and they had um cds and stuff for the wiggles and just looking what? at those men's faces i will never listen to their music never sarah Oh my gosh, that was so iconic. That was such an instrumental piece of my childhood, watching the Wiggles. I found about, out about them when I was working at a job as a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see. How to transition from that. Let's. How to deal with paranoia for pa- anything Packers related. I don't know, man. Take an edible? Uh, that, that'd calm you down, I'd say. <laughs> You know, why not? That's it's getting legal in a lot of states. And then as far as your favorite summer salad or dish, uh, actually, my favorite summer salad, really, really good. It's chopped all these chopped up vegetables. So it's uh, red onion, uh, cucumber, avocado, Roma tomato. And then you do olive oil, salt and pepper and lemon juice. And you just mix it all up, man. It is awesome. So just like cube it all up. It's really, really, really good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Next question. I think this was my favorite of the week from Robin Erickson. Which two Packers would work best as a lethal weapon type duo in a police movie? Now, Sarah, do you want to answer this since you've never seen the movie? You weren't even born when the movie came out. All the, you know, normal. No, I'll pass. I, feel you like for I, being... can't, I can't give a good answer if I've never seen it, but I'll, I'll add this to the list. You guys have given me movies to watch before. So have you watched any enough. of those movies? Yeah, what was the name of the one? Uh, I we, oh, we did like a report a back on it. Usual suspects. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot we told her to watch that one. Yeah, I watched it with my roommate in college and I one. took notes and I came back and reported to the podcast about <laughs> what I thought. All right, Dusty, well, let's have you started. Who's your uh, who's your dream combo? Oh man, so I spent a lot of time thinking about this, looking at the roster, all of that. I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, you know, one's an all time classic. Uh, but just that, you know, what you look you're looking for that dynamic, man. You're looking for kind of that guy who's just kind of tired. He's had enough. He's just he's just getting a little too old. He's getting these he's retirement just staring him right in the face, and then just the guy. Not only just young. I don't know if the age matters too much. Uh, as much as just you want a guy that's just uh, just a wild card, as we were talking before the show, just that uh, that unhinged mentality could do anything in any given moment. So I went back and forth. My initial thought on Murtaugh, so that's going to be the uh, the Danny Glover, the older character, was Aaron Rodgers because he's the, kind of the old man. He's talked about retirement, but he's he's into all the new age stuff, man. Now he's like, I don't know, paddle boarding and stuff. Like, I, the, the, Murtaugh's not going to do that. That's that's too. He's no. dating a witch. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, that's not that's not Murtaugh's bag. So 
I went with Mercedes Lewis uh, because he's he okay. just seems like kind of like, you know, he, he talked the other day and this is kind of screwing it up a little bit. He said he wants to play until he's the oldest tight end in the league. Um, he wants to play the most years, which I feel like he's got to be getting real close to. I've not seen the years on that, but he's kind of a he's he's the old vet. Uh, he seems very kind of, you know, a little more straight lace, kind of no nonsense type of guy. Obviously, he'll take guys under his wings. He's not doesn't seem grumpy or anything, but kind of just a no nonsense guy. So I'm going to I'm going to slot him. As Murtaugh, kind of the aging, no-nonsense guy. And then I just went through the Packers roster, was looking for young guys. The look of Sean Ryan. I don't know a whole lot about Sean Ryan yet, but the guy <laughs> looks like a legit lunatic. Like he's got the mustache, the hair is all uncombed. He's got that kind of guard mentality, like look, kind of looking a little wild. So I think if we pair Mercedes Lewis and Sean Ryan, put Sean Ryan in that Riggs role and Mercedes Lewis in the Murtaugh role, I think you could do a lot worse than that. I think, I think that's, a, that's a pretty nice dynamic there. I'd like to see what they get into. Yeah, I, th- I like it a lot. I just I think with the Sean Ryan one, I haven't heard enough from him to know if he's just like yeah, a, a crazy kind of dude. Thinking. Yeah, like you I think see his eyes though, the, Steve. I looked at his eyes. He's, oh no, the picture yeah. you said like yeah. he looks like he looks Looney Tunes for sure. Like yeah. you don't. He's like a dude you would line up across from on, on the D line. You'd be like, oh god, this type of guy. Like, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> I bet he really likes three stooges. (laughs) He's going to be saying some weird crap the whole time. Uh, Okay, so for my answer, I decided to go um, with Mason Crosby just because, you know, that whole family man. And I feel like the older that he's like, the older he's getting, like the more, you know, if a kickoff gets past someone like the initial guys, he doesn't want to go and make and run that tack- like run that down, make that tackle. He's just like, I'm too old for this. Like he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's more of this like the I'll, I'll kick the field goals. I don't want to get touched. I don't, you know. So, um, you know, maybe the the kickoff duty is going to go to somebody else this year, and that's kind of so he doesn't want to do it. And I, I I completely appreciate you wanted the younger guy, and I tried to scroll through the roster and I couldn't find one that I thought fit. So as far as a wild card, I went with Bakhtiari. Like I think those two together like would be a crazy combination. And he like Bakhtiari is chugging beers and and slamming bottles and you know punching dudes in the head as a cop. Like I think that actually fits him really really well. So I think that would be a, a pretty good combo for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Next question. We've got True North NFL. I feel like this was directed right for me, but we'll we'll get your reactions too. The first part of it isn't even a question. It's just a statement. There are 17 <laughs> linebackers on the roster, which is then followed up with why? So, Sarah, we'll start with you. Why are there so many linebackers? Let me just say my favorite part about this was that there was some significant time that passed between the first tweet at 3.03 p.m. that said there are 17 linebackers, and then the why did not come until 3.25. So we were really pondering on this question. Why? I'm not really sure. Maybe because it's a position that hasn't really worked out for the Packers in recent years, so they figured we'll bring some guys in, see what works, what sticks, and if we like some guys, we'll keep them around. Obviously, the last couple of years, they've seen some improvement. Um, So Steve has yelled less. He's been a little (laughs) toned down. He hasn't been the angry man yelling at a cloud as much because of the improvements that they've made there. Um, But I think it's probably just to test some guys out, see, see what happens, make sure that there's, you know, some 
good competition in practice, but 17 surely seems like a lot. There, there will definitely be some cuts here. And if they were smart, they would contact Steve Perhatch because he could tell <laughs> them which ones are good. And that's pretty much it. But yeah, this is definitely a Steve question or a Steve statement, whatever we want to call this. Yeah, Steve thinks they need more. So I was looking at this. I, I really, I thought it was an exaggeration. You didn't even finish that statement. Steve thinks he's more what? Huh? No, no. They, they, they need more linebackers. I mean, seventeen's not enough. Like you get get twenty. The whole defense out of linebackers. Just, right? it, just, they only eighteen percent of their roster. Only eighteen percent of their roster right now is linebackers. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, make make the make the whole uh, plane out of the black box. Make the whole defense out of linebackers. So I I really thought this was exaggeration at first. And I looked. I mean, it's a 90 man roster. So that's the answer. It's a 90 man roster. I'm going to rattle through the names here: Kingsley Ngbare, Tipanalee, Jonathan Garvin, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Chris Barnes, Kelly Bryce, Ellis Brooks, Devondre Campbell, Ladarius Hamilton, Kobe Jones, Chauncey Manick, Isaiah McDuffie, Randy Ramsey, Ty Summers, Quay Walker, Ray Wilborn. Now, those names, a lot of them. Those guys are not going to be around. So my, my so okay. First of all, ninety man roster. You just you've got undrafted rookies. You've got some edge guys, some like Randy Ramsey, who I believe was IR all last year, kind of coming back. See what he has. But I, I mean, I really do think a lot of it. If you look at like special teams, a lot of those kind of aces, those guys that can do a lot of the stuff on special teams. A lot of those guys, those specialists, tend to be uh, from that linebacker safety group. Uh, so I could see just hey. Here's a whole bunch of dudes. You're still looking at Basaccia going, if these are the guys you want, if there's a certain body type, there's a certain guy. All right, well, we're just going to throw all these. You get to evaluate, and then we'll keep some of them specifically for special teams. That's that's kind of my thought. You know, obviously, some of these guys are going to be starters. I know they want depth in the at the edge room there as well, but I think it's just, I think a lot of it is likely just, and I've not looked to see how many they've carried in the past at this time of year. Maybe it's 17, but I get the feeling it's it's kind of special teams related is my my thought. I mean, it's because they're finally listening to me. Obviously, Brian Gutekunst listens and downloads this pa- this podcast daily, and uh, at least weekly. We know on Wednesdays he does for sure. So uh, that's that's obviously why. And like Dusty said, I mean, it's it's practice squad guys, it's special teams guys, it's guys that aren't even going to be making this team. And there's going to be additions and subtractions before they even get to training camp. So I'm not thinking that this is going to be a final number, but they maybe they're starting to realize that they didn't have everything that they wanted at the linebacker group and they have some really good depth at all the other positions quality depth at the other positions and they're want to take a real in-depth look at the linebacker spot so i guess it doesn't shock me too much at this point and um yeah so i think that's kind of why they have that much next question matt pickett you have to adopt the grooming habits and sartorial style of one person in the packers organization who do you choose and why Bonus question, what are your favorite clothes that you only wear in summer? This can be a specific garment, category of things like sandals. So uh, clearly, uh, Sarah, this was meant for you and your your type of clothing choices, not the two old men who wear like just T-shirts all the time. So uh, what well, did you take away from this? That's pretty much what I wear too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure we all have the same sense of style. I believe I've talked about it, you know, in the – Many years we've done this podcast that I have zero sense of fashion. I know that. I've accepted that. And I will never change because I'm too lazy and I don't have time to put effort into that. I have my work clothes that I wear, you know, when I have to professional dress. But other than that, you usually catch me in a t-shirt, running shorts when it's hot, maybe a tank top. Um, And then 
the few, you know, the bitter cold winters that we get in Florida, I upgrade to what uh, sweatpants or leggings and maybe a hoodie, but that's about it. So I was talking about this with Steve and Dusty before we were recording, and Steve had a great point that I guess the grooming habits for me would be somebody who's on the IR because the <laughs> guys are always on the sidelines. They're um, standing there just in their T-shirt and sweats, and that's pretty much what I look like, um, you know, after nine, my nine to five and on the weekends. And then my favorite clothes during summer, I, I don't really know. I guess. I, I do have this one UCF tank top that I love to wear, and I wear it in the summer because I try to get some sun because I'm I'm very pale, so I try to at least get a little bit of sun, and that, that helps me out. But again, I'm very simple when it comes to things like this, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, I feel like he's going for – he wants us to answer Matt LaFleur, I feel like. I think the grooming habits is the tip-off there because yeah. we want the eyebrow regimen of, of LaFleur, I assume. Nobody can replicate that. Well, I was gonna say I'm I'm I, like I do because I mean the, listen the man looks good in a suit. Uh, he's got the hair. He's got the eyebrows. He's he's got a whole thing going on. I'm 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 kind of with Sarah, man. Like I just I want who's the dude wearing track suits and sweats or whatever. Like that's that's the fashion sense that I want because that's what I like, and I just want to be comfortable, man. I like part of me wants to look good. And part of me wants to look really nice as, oh, that guy looks good in a suit. But the other part of me is like, I don't know if, if I could just wear sweats and like a, 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 in public and everyone's cool with that. I would just do that because, I mean, I kind of do that anyway. Um, now, I will say it says adopt the grooming habits. So it's not saying that that's exactly what you're like now. No, I know. I know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so that's I adopt it, but I still would have to do it. <laughs> still have to dress in a suit. Right. Like, I don't. I don't want to do that. That's okay. like uh, if I if I felt like I wanted to like look like that, then I then I would. But I don't care enough at this point in my life. So uh, I do think I do feel like the floor is the answer. But I just want to be comfortable, man. And a favorite clothes I only wear in the summer. I just at this point, man. Like I don't know. Seasons just blend into each other. Like I, it, I who cares? <laughs> I wear shorts right now. I'm in a, a, a lightweight hoodie um, that I've been wearing for like the past week. Um, I'll do, uh, you know, basically t-shirt and I just, I kind of rotate the same like 10 t-shirts and shorts every couple of weeks. That's about, that's about where I'm at. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, we're all just get we're all just getting through. We're all just getting through. I get you. I get you. Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I actually am going to say Matt LaFleur is my answer, but I'm going to have a, a caveat, if you will, as that is becoming a thing for us now is caveats. And I'm going to take game day Matt LaFleur because his outfits on the sideline are always oh, on that, point. Yeah, like, he does look he slick, looks yeah. comfy, but he always looks comfy, mm-hmm. but he also always looks cool. Like he always wears stuff. And I'm like, dude, I need to find that on Packers.com and order that. So I would say that would be that would be my answer. I'd always be Matt Lafleur on game day, and then favorite clothes in the summer. You know, I think linen pants are are nice. I enjoy those as like an option for the summertime. There's definitely not anything you can wear in the winter in Wisconsin by f- for sure. So the few months that I can wear those and actually pull them off for work, like those are pretty nice. But Outside of that, yeah, just, I mean, shorts, polos, uh, you know, full-on dad stuff, like, that's pretty much what I'm rocking. So, guys, I think we got a couple more questions. Let's see. We had two couple to the inbox. This first one was from Joseph Quincy. If you had to build a full offense and defense uh, off of one Packer player, who would you pick? Dusty, I'm going to start with you. And I'm gonna be. We haven't talked about this. So I'm gonna be mad if either of you steal my idea. <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten about this. I can go first if you want. Yeah, you go first. Okay, I'm taking AJ Dillon. I think he <laughs> is fast enough that he can, but he's he's also like to play like you know linebacker safety. He's big enough you can put him on the line and he can still mess some people up. And if you've you know. I don't know about throwing the ball, but if he can hand the ball off to himself and then block for himself, man, yeah, I think that'd be that'd be on point. He could do he could do a little bit of everything on an offense and defensive side of the ball. I'm I'm gonna go. Um, you know what? I I'll mix it up because this is this is a guy. So he's a starter. I expect big things out of him this year. I'm gonna go Josiah Deguara. I almost want a little bigger, but I want you know, I want I want someone a little bigger. He's not a huge guy, but I feel like if you get a line with his with his quickness on both sides, you can cause some problems. You can create a little separation. You can do some kind of like I don't know. I feel like with any of these guys, you're gonna have to do like some wishbone read option type offense because you're not unless you're picking a quarterback, you're not chucking that ball right down the field. Uh, my second answer, I almost went TJ Slayton. I was like, let's, let's, let's do big Oof. dudes and just mow over people. So that's, that's right in the wings. But I think, uh, no, I'm, I am going to do, I am going to do Slayton. I'm going to do Slayton. And we'll just, <laughs> and we're just, listen, we're just going to just run through everyone. We're just going to just try to be bigger than everyone and just try to get by on defense and load up as best we can. But I think that's, uh, I think that's the way I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to take a combination of the elements that you said. I I like the idea of having a big, strong guy, but I also like having someone who's a bit more agile. So I'm thinking Devondre Campbell. I think he could weave in and out. He's obviously quick, speedy. He can, he's, he can tackle great. Um, and I feel like he'd be able to throw it decently well if he had to. Um, and he's fast, like I said, and strong. So I'll go with him. Man, how did I not go with an inside linebacker at this? Like, what the? Should have taken your Quay brain, Walker. Should have went Quay Walker faster than Devondre Campbell. Mm-hmm. That would have been the answer. Uh, okay, and then we've got one more, and this is from simply uh, simply from Harry. So he's got. I here's some questions for you. How do you maximize enjoyment of summer? Morning coffees on the deck or saving books to read on the patio? Food question, what foods are best consumed on the patio, backyard, or restaurant? 
So no football questions there, but, uh, you know, definitely on brand for us. So, Dusty, do you have any time to think about this one? It's tough when it's this hot. Like when it, Now, we did have over the weekend we had where it was actually like in the evening, it was high 70s. And you had a breeze. I can do that. And so my, my maximizing summer, uh, I like to go for a walk if I can. If it's not 100 degrees at 10 a.m., which it has been. Um, not 100, but it's been like 95 or something. It's been absolutely miserable. But if I can end the day on the deck, like watch the sunset or like little post-sunset and just sit there for a little bit, have a drink, or just kind of sit there, read a book, whatever. That That's kind of my big thing. I've tried <laughs> I've tried coffee on the deck and unless it's like 70 degrees, I want to die because I don't do iced coffee in the morning and the hot coffee will just will kill you. So I end the day on the deck or on the porch or something drinking something when it's not uh, not too hot. And that's 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 kind of the way that's kind of the way I go. And as far as meal, I don't know, man, like I said, I'll just just burgers are easy. The grills there. Just just do that. Just a plate of burger and chips on the deck. There's there's nothing better than that. And for me, I'd say how do you maximize enjoyment of summer is doing what you want. I think it's really easy to make a bunch of plans and say yes to all your friends. But I always try to prioritize saying as odd as it is saying no to people in the summer and just doing stuff that I want to do and taking an opportunity to really slow down. And whether it's like you said, Dusty, you know, going for a walk or um, I've actually this year, I've kind of jumped back into reading not Packers books, but I read a lot of just fiction books. And I've enjoyed this spring and now into summer, just finding some time at the end of every day. I hate waking up early. So usually maximizing time is after work because I'm not getting up a second earlier than I need to. Um, but finding opportunities to do the things that you want. Um, and that can be really hard, especially you know, like I, that, I think that's something that I'm kind of dealing with personally in my early 20s is just not over committing to things and just doing things that make me happy and not trying to please everyone else. Um, and I not only does that go for summer, but all the time. Um, and then food question, what foods are best consumed on the patio? I talked about it earlier. Pasta salad is always a good one. Um, I think well, I guess that would be backyard. So for backyard, I'd say like pasta salad and a turkey sandwich or any kind of sandwich. Patio, maybe a nice snack with a tea. I don't really know. I'm not a coffee person, so I'll go with a tea. And then a restaurant has got to be something great that I can't cook well at home. So a really well, not well cooked as in well done, but you know, a nicely cooked steak. Or something that I can't master at home because I can only do so much. Man, Sarah's like so wise for her young, her early twenties. Like if I, I I wish I would have had that type of knowledge when I was tw- in my early twenties. Like not trying to be a dick at all. Like I'm saying, like that's that's a very wise thing, and it took me a long, long time to figure that out. So definitely kudos to you for that. Um, as far as in maximizing enjoyment of summer, man, for me, it's the pool days. Like that's, if you can get out to a pool and go enjoy that and have fun. And like, especially as a, with the kids and everything, like they, they want to get, get crazy. It's hot out. They want to go jump in the pool, swim, do all that stuff. So I would tell you, especially in Wisconsin, you don't have a lot of time to do that in the summer. So take advantage whenever humanly possible for that. And then as far as foods best consume on the patio backyard, um, I would say corn on the cob. Corn on the cob is really Ooh, great in the backyard. Um, 
you know, whether it's on the grill, whether it's boiled, do whatever you want. And then the other thing I love to summertime are, uh, I believe they're called Reynard's, Reynard's cherries. And those are like the yellow and, and red cherries. Uh, those are always really, really, really good. So those are some of my favorites. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. So let's uh, hit a couple closing thoughts and uh, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But Sarah, what do you got? No, I don't I don't have much going on. Um, loving just kind of the slow of the summer, like I was just talking about. I've actually had something the last six weeks that I've had to do, whether it's drive somewhere else or go home or had a doctor's appointment. Um, and now pretty much until later this fall, when football season starts and I have my UCF season tickets, I don't have any concrete plan set. And that is just a lovely feeling knowing that I can do whatever I want. It feels wonderful, glorious. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so, you know, anyone else out there summer, I hope you're having fun, enjoying your vacations. Um, and something I, I did kind of just want to give a shout out um, to is just the next generation and young people. So over the weekend, I, uh, I worked, uh, I volunteered at a leadership conference for Hovey, which is the youth, Hugh O'Brien youth leadership organization. And it's, it's a worldwide program, but I was lucky enough to attend the local seminar when I was in high school. And now I go back and I volunteer almost every year. So um, took a bit of a break. So this was my fifth year volunteering as the first year in several years back in person. And it was just absolutely awesome. It's with, for rising high school juniors to hear just their perspective on the world and life. And it kind of, it kind of restored my hope in humanity for a little bit to see, you know, their thought. And, you know, these are students that represent their schools. So they're kind of the best and the brightest. And it was really awesome. It made me feel good and excited about you know, what's, what's to come and the generation after mine even. So pretty cool. And if you're a young person listening to this, you know, shout out to you. I think big things are definitely coming. That's awesome. Uh, and for me, I'm just, just writing stuff. Uh, so yesterday over on Packer Report, I wrote about as I'm kind of going through in this, this slapdash manner, kind of revisiting some plays that, that I know certainly I've forgotten. I don't know if other people have forgotten throughout the course of the year. Uh, some kind of revisiting games, finding a player or two here and there and writing about them. So to, uh, or today, this week, uh, so this was yesterday, this one Packer report, I wrote about the Cardinals game, um, specifically about uh, kind of the touchdown that gave the Packers a 10 point lead to open the fourth quarter and how they used the wide receiver screen game to set that up. So I go through some of the wide receiver screens, some of the sets they used for that, and then how they use that to get the touchdown late, which is fun. Um, you know, I think back, we, I mean, we, that Cardinals game is one that comes up quite a bit. I feel like we talked about last week, you always think, Short week and no Devonte, no Lazard, no MVS, and uh, you know undefeated Cardinals, and they end up getting the Russell Douglas walk off interception. So that was uh, kind of going back to that game and, and finding something else was a lot of fun. Uh, and then today over on Cheesehead TV, I've got uh, a piece on three. I think it's you know it'll be in three three uh, passing concept the Packers scored touchdowns on in the low red zone. So that's the goal line to the 10 yard line. Last week I did the high red zone, which was the 11 to the 20. So now we're looking at low red zone. So a little situational stuff here, kind of going through you know, three concepts, talking about them a little bit, looking at how they scored, basically what worked, what didn't, uh, some of the variations they ran off of them. Uh, so really for me anyway, I don't know if anyone else likes them, uh, really interesting look. I thought for me to kind of dive back into that. And then next week I'll get back into specific concepts, but, uh, yeah, some fun stuff, uh, fun stuff writing this week. Awesome. 
Well, yeah, I don't really have too much, so go out and enjoy the summer when we don't have a lot of Packers content. Go do something fun for yourself. Uh, take a deep breath. Enjoy the, the, the good weather, the hot weather, and, and uh, pretty soon fall, winter will be here, and you'll be complaining about how cold it is again. So go enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller 4, at Steve Perhatch, and at Packaday Podcast. Any reviews would be more than welcome from you guys, especially the five-star variety. We appreciate that. But uh, we'll catch you next week. And as always, Go Pack Go! time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply